You're, you're, you're listening to the Beat Break Podcast. Remember, anything can happen today. On the Thinking Out Loud Network. Check out the Thinking Out Loud Network at thinkingoutloudnetwork.com. It's the Beat Break Morning Show with Sean Garvey and the crew. Wake that ass up. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Beat Break Morning Show, the Beat Break Podcast. Sean Garvey got my partner in crime, DJ Rollum, via Zoom. We testing out this Zoom thing for the first time. Rollum, you there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's up? What's up? Hey, good morning, man. How you feeling? Man. Ooh, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay, man. <laughs> Just is that it was that kind of week, man. That kind of week. Yeah. Yeah. It's been one hell of a week for yes. for all of us. Not just me and you, but for all of us. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, man. It, um it's a trip. You know, trip, this man. this is supposed to be considered our season finale as we get ready to go on to a summer hiatus and get mm-hmm. ready for the new season of the morning show. Um, you know, we, we were going to like how I had things set up before we started this, the show rolling was that we were just going to go down memory lane throughout the entire show and talk about. Um, what were some of our best episodes from this season and our favorite guests and our favorite moments, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We mm-hmm. we were going to do that uh, and talk about some fun stuff. Right. You know, in, in light of what's happening, COVID-19, the coronavirus. I know the coronavirus put a damper on a lot of things uh, You know, for the past three to four months. And it really prevented us from doing some of the things that we wanted to do between March and now June. We're in the month of June now. It's so crazy. Um, We're in the month of June 2020. And already people are saying, is 2021 here yet? Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) People are already saying that. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. But now we are dealing with another different kind of pandemic outside of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. You know, one that's just as deadlier as COVID-19 itself. And that's the ongoing outrage and the frustration towards black people, not just black men, not just black women, but black people in America getting shot down, getting knocked down, getting choked to death, getting kneeled to death by police officers, by cowboys, by vigilantes, by people that feel like they're more powerful than the powerless. Um. And and we have been watching series of events on TV for the past mm-hmm. few days. Um, I, the last podcast that we did, we didn't touch too much on um, on George Floyd, the man who was nailed to death by a police officer who is now has has been arrested and charged. Um, I mean, roll them. We've seen this play out so many times, man. Yeah, we've seen. We've seen. Yeah, 
it's been a heck of a year because prior to COVID-19 quarantine time and currently doing, uh, it's being, you know, certain things being lifted, but you still got to follow CDC guidelines and everything like that. And it's ridiculous that um, a lot of folks, you know, the, play, the, the limited places they have gone to, you know, uh, if they want to strike a conversation, one of the things they ask me is why? Key one word is why. I, and they feel bad for a person like me. I am a, a black male. I'm not as a young black male, but I'm still a black male. And I have a uh, young black son. And I have to uh, teach him on how to handle certain things if those certain situations arise. Now, I don't know. I'm just going to my own personal um, past real quick. I'm not going to get into a bunch of stories. But the key thing I've done with the police myself is not cocking attitude. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's the thing, you know, um, it's not the cocking attitude. That's number one. Number two, uh, if you um, feel like you did something wrong, don't cock an attitude. Let's, let's live another day. We'll fight it to see what's going on see what the next steps are going to be it's supposed to be there yeah. now um, with that being said um, I was I was talking to uh, 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 my girl uh, the other day and and you know how I don't know how much you but I know definitely uh, people from the, the 70s you know born in the 70s they were, you know, Martin Luther King was the thing to, to follow his type of leadership, even though he already has was killed back in the in the sixties. But they still tried to do what, to a certain point, you know, excluding the uh, the Black Panthers. <laughs> you know, they did their thing, but you know, they were still trying. At least my surrounding families were saying to do Martin Luther King. But my girl said. Nah, these millennials, they ain't doing no daggone Martin Luther King. They're doing Malcolm X. <laughs> They're doing Malcolm X style. Yeah. And they, 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 they it's, it's almost like saying the hell what King did. That shit didn't work. Excuse my language, but I'm, it's, it, it's, it's gets to my nerves of what has happened in, in 2020 um, prior to COVID and during COVID what's happening to black folks being shot dealing with um, people of the law. Uh-huh. That, that, that is, that is so devastating, you know, that um, if, if we're charged with something, take us into custody. You have multiple folks with you. If you have us in custody, why is more pressure on us? Why is a mistake always being like, well, you look. Oh, so we all look? Okay, then. So uh, that's why uh, 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 we're going to have 
thoughts saying that y'all look, you know, and everything. Because we're getting upset that we supposed to look like another species. That That's what upsets me. But I'm not going to, like, a, you know, it's just, like you said in the beginning, what hell of a daggone week. It's it's a trip. It's a trip. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, I'm sorry about that, Roland. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here, okay. man. It's it's just, it's just sad that we that what's going on and 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 everything, man. It's I'm just glad that. Um, I'm doing the best I can with 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 my son and 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 everything, because it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to raise a young black male, and I know a lot of females with with young black males and everything. And um, they and and hopefully that they have other black males around to help raise these young black men, because instead of being upset with, with the mama, grandmama, whoever else. Make sure you're taking care of your, your kids, man. Bump the the the, the, the uh, uh like if you like the baby mama or not. You gotta make sure you raise these kids, man. Yeah. That's the thing. It's don't don't be going away just because you got a kid with them. Y'all easy to the to say I ain't dealing with that girl. Yeah, the girl got your kid. Ain't, you know, I just want to give an excuse. You got to raise these kids, man. It takes a village, man. You know, that's why <laughs> um, some people come to me asking for advice or whatever. You know, with kids. It's like I'm almost doing what my, my dad has done because of the type of decisions I make. What DJ Rollum is conveying is that there's a such thing in our community or any type of community, there is a such thing as cause and effect or the domino effect. And the choices that we make in life will determine what our, what our lives are going to turn out to be uh, and what situations we're going to be in. Um, and, and, you know, I, I'm, personally i'm not so much going through it right now i don't have a son i can't have those kind of conversations with a son because i don't have one but if i did have one i i have to have those conversations with him by the time he turns two two years old i'm not going to wait till he's in his preteens to have that conversation I, I gotta have that conversation with him at the age of two, mm-hmm. and and so um, to some degree, I'm I'm somewhat going through it personally through a cousin of mine um, because when I see him, I see myself. I, I was that little kid that only wanted to play video games and and go out and play and do all these fun things and stuff. I didn't really care much about school unless I'm socializing or I'm hanging out with my friends. I I didn't care about what lessons I needed to learn in order to survive as a black man once I get older. I just care about having fun and being young. 
and when you see these images on TV and you hear these news stories of black men being beaten to death and, and getting shot to death and, and being put into prison and hearing the, the statistics and the data. Wait a minute. I think we got, let's see. We got somebody checking in, calling in. Oh, might have been my uh, notification, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, vacations, man. That's, you know, DJ Rollins is a DJ. Phone. He's a DJ. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He his phone lines be blowing up. Um, yeah, that, they 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 uh, always sending requests. In. I mean, when I said I get them all over, man, it's between all social media, all social media that I'm part of. And emails, I get music requests all over the daggone place. Yeah, I'm like dog. Okay, all right. <laughs> try be try be the next uh, uh, what's that guy for YouTube? Real quick, oh, God, God, I can't think of his name. Um, do the Superman thing. Ah, can't think of that Soldier guy's Boy? name. Soldier Boy. Try to be the next Soldier Boy. Trying to do all this stuff through quarantine. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking about. Try to be the next soldier boy off of the YouTube doing 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 quarantine time. Uh, okay. All right. Let's yeah. see. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, we got sidetracked there for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> Due to the DJ Rollins notification blame, 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 on his phone. Blame social media. <laughs> um, but as I was saying, you know, I, I have a cousin and he he's somewhat of a, a reflection of me when I was little. Um, and I can already tell that his mom, because you know his dad is not active in his life, unfortunately. But I can mm-hmm. tell that his mom is not having those conversations with him at the age that he is now. He's 11, 12 years old, around, around that age, 11 to 12 years old. And I keep saying to myself, this young man, which I know he has so much potential, he's smart, he's not dumb. He's smart. He just, he just haven't, you can tell he just haven't had those real conversations with his parents or with his mom yet. And I keep telling myself, I need to have that conversation with him before he ends up dead or in prison. And he could get himself killed by either one of his own or by a man with a badge. And I know that's uncomfortable for a guy like myself to say that. Like, you know, you, you've never been a parent, Sean. You don't know what it's like. Well, I grew up in a single-parent household. And my, when I tell you my mom sheltered me <laughs> since I was a baby, when I tell you she was so overprotective of me, she is still overprotective of me to this very day. She she keep calling me up and saying, Sean, where are you? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm at my apartment. <laughs> that I'm at right. my apartment where I pay my bills at. Where are you? But, you know, I, I don't say that in a disrespectful way. I say in a jokerly way. But yeah. I understand why she feels that way because we're both black. I'm black. And, and it's always been this constant fear of black men leaving out the house, of their parents' house, out of their mama's house, not knowing if he or she is going to make it back home alive. Mm-hmm. You know? And so now it comes down to this. I'm, 
I'm I'm going back and uh, what happened over the weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Um, if you're just now tuning in to the Beat Break Morning Show, uh, we're talking about the series of events that's been happening across the country. Um, you know, even here in the in the home state of Georgia, which the investigation is still ongoing with Ahmad Arbery, uh, murdered. Yeah, murdered by. Yeah. Two white men, a third one, all three of them in custody. The third one just happened to capture the scene on his smartphone. And a few days later after that, after the video was released, because the man, Ahmad, he got into the altercation with the McMichaels. And uh, that video was filmed in February. So therefore, he died in February. It just happened to come to light later on. And then a few days later, is this situation that occurs in Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, with George Floyd, somebody's brother, somebody's uncle, somebody's cousin, somebody's nephew. And... Um, you know, all I can say is is that the, the guy who's no longer here to defend himself, DJ Rollum, um, it, it he he didn't deserve that. He didn't deserve no. that, and 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 now on, a, on an assumption, it's like like basically the old the the supposed to be the 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 safe phrase to say. Uh, innocent until proven guilty. Proven guilty innocent until proven guilty so the the thing down in south georgia um brunswick what yeah in uh brunswick yeah brunswick georgia they they assume that he was a burglar assume have no evidence that he was a burglar in in a un, in a construction home. So if you, I'm like trying to figure out what in the world because I I mean I've been inside construction homes many times, and I'm like, what a value can you really take out of a construction home unless it was some tools <laughs> that that the construction people have left. That's the only thing of value that you can really take because when it's under construction, you can't really take anything unless you're taking one of the yeah, I mean it's it's no different well not to cut you off but it's no different if you see a for sale sign on a yard there's no cars right. out on the driveway and you're curious to know uh what that house is about you may be interested in purchasing that home like me if I'm right. if I'm out house searching and I see a for sale sign I'm going to get out of my car and and go on the property and get that telephone number from the for sale sign i might want to do business with the realtor right. i might want to own that home i might want to purchase that property it's no different right. from going into a construction house mm -hmm. seeing the inside of it or seeing some of what is being taking place inside the house and then going on your merry way right absolutely right yeah. And then someone sees me 
and whatnot. And I think we discussed this on the last show. You know, we used, you know, you, I, you, uh, myself, uh, G-Way, and uh, Mr. Moody in this situation. And we reversed it and had a ordinary white guy run. Mm-hmm. So what would you, what, what, what would have done then, you know, in that situation? Here's the thing that um, it gets worse and worse. Okay. Um, you don't see white males violently get killed. That's the number one thing that's, that's, that's really tearing up us. Talking about the black community. You never see um, a white person uh, get brutally murdered by anybody of, of, the, uh, of the law Mm-hmm. And nothing. I mean, they get arrested. They gonna get prosecuted, but it goes through all the process. They 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 uh, they move swifter and quicker when it comes to them when they do something, and and they don't get the, they don't get violent only uh, during the arrest part. They may get beat up in jail. <laughs> they may have, that may happen, but they never. Uh, before they get to that point, they they no, you know nothing destructive to that human being happens to a to a white um, a Caucasian person. Yeah. As soon as a black person does anything minor, just minor, you know, uh, have not has has not caused any harm to any other human being, we're the threat. And that's that's just heartbreaking, you know. They see that we we're gonna be a threat. That's why I would tell the folks that I was talking about earlier that fear is the biggest thing. Mm. Why are you fearing us when you have the weapons? We ain't got the weapons. Yeah, you do. Yeah, we should be in fear of y'all because y'all know that y'all can take our life. Yeah, that's that's why uh, it's 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 a trip. Yeah, it, 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 I it's, it's sad, and ridiculous. Yeah. Um. Now it comes down to this, and and I was gonna say just a few moments ago. Um. Shouts to Ebony. She's checking in. What up, Ebony? We're gonna see if we can try to get her in the Zoom. Um. Let's see. I, I was gonna tell you. Like now, fast forward, I'm looking at playbacks from this weekend's protest demonstration that has now turned into somewhat of an uproar. Uh, because it started out, it was supposed to start out as a peaceful protest, which from my account, it, it has started out as a, as a peaceful protest. And then now you see images of smoke, from a a car, I think they said it was from a a patrol car, a cop car. Uh, oh. You know, people throwing bottles. Uh, I mean, it's just craziness. It's, it's it's craziness. I feel indifferent. I I feel indifferent towards what has taken place in downtown Atlanta. 
Like when you when you see those video images rolling, what what do you what comes to your mind when you see the protesters down in Atlanta and in, in our hometown, our home city in in Atlanta, and they are out here causing all this attention, and and and, and I understand in, in any protest demonstration there is going to be a call for attention, but what do you make of all of this right now as you see people of all ages, mostly young people out there? having this huge outcry in order to have some justice come forth to not only that one officer, but to all the other officers involved in this man's death. All right. Here's my opinion on this. You know, some people ride with me. Some people don't. And I don't expect all people to ride with me. That's, that's, that's the, the, the greatest part is to have your opinion. That's the thing. But here's my thing. Why destroy or put harm into a city that has done nothing? I'm talking about the police. They haven't done anything. Okay? And I'm and I'm glad what the police chief has said about it. Because she already says, is our department perfect? Oh, heck no. Not even close to it. She agrees with it, but why, why mess up or try to destroy a city that has done nothing? That's what gets to me. I can't feel that type of anger towards something that has nothing to do with what's currently going on in another city. Now, what's blowing up in the um, in Minneapolis is a total different story. I was just going to say. That's gonna, the thing. Yeah. You know, because it happened twice in that city. Twice. Mm-hmm. In less than 10 years. You know, that happened twice and, and, and those officers weren't removed from their positions or anything. So, I'm like, okay, yeah, you can be, you know, beef up and, 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 and it's, all a, it's all about to, um, a choice of words. It's all about a choice of words. Why destroy and make havoc in a city that has nothing to do with it? That's that's the part I can't I can't feel because because we have done nothing they have done nothing down here at all and if you see social media I'm really looking at Twitter mostly um, they. Other places across the country still um, agree with those protesters in Minneapolis, but and with the other protesters across the country, why destroy to make a point of what is wrong? Mm-hmm. What happened in Minneapolis? I understand why they destroyed that. That's because it, it happened in Minneapolis. Yeah, a police precinct burned to the ground. Right. That I understand. But why in the world do you need to destroy to make a point in other cities? I can't feel that. That's probably the king in me, I guess. (laughs) You know, and the millennials are more likely doing the the, the destruction and whatnot because they're going by Malcolm X. They they saying the hell with it. But you can't do that because you still live in that city. You still when things go wrong in your in your 
um, neighborhood and whatnot, when someone's robbing or, or, or causing havoc in your town, you're going to call on them. Mm-hmm. You can't call on your friends like, uh, let's, let's just get a whole a bunch of us and, and beat up. You don't know who did that. It's a proper call, uh, it's, it's a procedure in doing certain things. The police failed in Minneapolis. They failed twice. Now, I understand why they destroyed that. If you're in other cities that has not, or at least come to light, that they have done something that is uh, glorifying wrong by taking an, uh, a person in custody, uh, uh, unarmed, and, and they're dead, I say it hasn't, you know, ha- hasn't happened currently. Currently, it was in with the last few months, the year 2020. The believe the guy who uh, in Minneapolis that was killed in his car with his girlfriend with this child in the back seat. That was a, a couple years ago, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So I understand the anger and destruction there because the police failed. Mm-hmm. But why destroy? in your current city. Because you're going to call on them when something's going on in your house, your neighborhood, or, or when somebody vandalized your car. Who are you going to call? You going to call your, you ain't going to call your friend mm-hmm. to, to, to go through the proper procedure going through the law? You, you know. That ain't ever going to happen. Yeah. You don't call the police. So why uh, uh, mess up and destroy in the city has nothing to do with it. You and you were upset with that organization, but that organization is is thousands of miles away. I was in Minneapolis years ago. Did I have any trouble with police? No, or anything. But the point is, is that I was up there before a lot of these um, incidents has happened. But you you don't destroy. Um in a city that has nothing to do with it. You can make your point, you can get all mad, but don't shove the police for what? That's that's considered as battery and whatnot. A good, uh, my childhood friend is a police officer. He does what he can, and he's been kind of silent a little. Uh, anytime doing these type of incidents and whatnot, he's pretty much silent on that. Because he has to do his job. He still has to perform his career and provide for his kids. So he doesn't want to get involved with that. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him for that. Because he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. But you don't destroy. Like what happened in Baltimore. They they, they did some destruction up there during the riots when, uh, what's his name, got killed in police custody. Freddie. Freddie, Freddy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I understand why they did it there. All right. I understand why they did it. They were upset because in police custody he died. Mm. So <laughs> I mean, yeah, I and I get what you're saying. I want to jump in real quick because you said a whole mouthful of everything. I think for people, and I'm just gonna play devil's advocate. I think for a lot of people, like they can only do what they can do in a close proximity a lot of them just can't hop on a bus and take that trip all the way to minneapolis 
and you know keep you know keep in mind that it's not just only happening in atlanta it's also happening in other places of the country as well too just maybe not on the same magnitude as minneapolis because like you said you understood why those things happen you understood why that police precinct got burnt down because it happened in that proximity but for african americans they do what they are capable of doing in the moment because it's in close proximity the same thing with the nazi party and this occurred what last year like last year or the year before that i want to say it, I, I want to say it was last year, if I'm not mistaken, early, earlier part well, of last 18. year. It was 18. It was 18. 18. Yeah. I mean, in, in Noonan, in Noonan, Georgia, you had a uh-huh. Nazi rally. And I was um, thinking about the one in Charlottesville. I'm thinking about the one in Charlottesville. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yep. Yep. That we can put that in the same category as the uh-huh. Nazi rally that happened in Noonan. And I think that there was one that happened in Stone Mountain, Georgia as well, too. But I clearly remember the one that happened in noon in Georgia. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, well, why y'all haven't went to places like Bankhead or East Point or College Park where majority of the people are African-American? Why not have a rally out there? Because what point are you trying to get across when you're doing rallies that's within your own close proximity. Like, you know, I, I mean, I I get what you're saying, and, you know, you, you made some valid points. I, I just think at the same time, because, you know, I'm, I'm on a level of sometimes I think like a Martin Luther King Jr. on some days, and I think like a Malcolm X on some days. And mm-hmm. I was just telling myself before the before we started the show this morning, I was telling myself, the same energy we had, or the same energy people had in Minneapolis, it needs to be the same energy. And I'm sorry, I might get in trouble by saying this, DJ Rollum, but the same energy needs to happen in Brunswick. Yeah. The same energy needs to happen in Brunswick. Like some stores need to be, uh, need to be. An example. An example. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was about to say something that was going to be even more dramatic. Yeah, I uh, is it, you know, just use use the words as an example. As an example, Most shopping malls, stores, gas stations. They need to be set an example too. If you're gonna, if if people are gonna do what they feel like they had to do out there in Minneapolis, Minnesota, to get their point across. But in a city of Atlanta, because uh, think about it, DJ Roland, in the city of Atlanta, right? We have a huge homeless population. There's a huge homeless population. There's some stores that are black owned. You know, and these are businesses that we all, black people, we all work at. I know people that work at the CNN Center. (laughs) You know what I mean? I I know people that work at the CNN Center and they the same color as you and I. Um, So if we're going to get our point across even more let's go let's go to brunswick or let's go to perry georgia let's go to noonan henry county mm. yeah but i already know what people are going to say well sean that's different 
because no. they're already ready. Well, I mean, well, shoot, I'm looking at videos of black people with guns all the time. I, I'm seeing black people on IG with guns, semi-automatics, mm-hmm. rifles, AKs. Y'all going to pull it out for the gram, but when it's time to put in that revolutionary work, y'all just want to hold it up for, uh, to, to make it look good for the cameras. What, 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 did, what did my grandfather say a long time ago? Don't pull it out if you ain't ready to use it. That's true. <laughs> I don't, got what you're thinking about too, yeah. <laughs> I got it for that, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. But, uh, it is, man. I mean, whew. it's it's oh man, it's 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 just beyond um, words and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's just beyond words and what's happening. I'm just glad I have an introvert son. All he wants to do is be the best he possibly can. He likes to draw. Likes to play his video games. <laughs> he doesn't need to be in a crowd or anything. Need a bunch of followers or anything. Only thing he wants people to do is follow him on Instagram. <laughs> that's all he wants people to yeah. do. But other than that, that's the only following he wants. Nothing else and nothing more. Yeah, yeah. But now, but, now all that could change. He might get old. Well, he's going to get older eventually. You're gonna get older, and he might say, "Well, you know what? I'm I'm sick and tired of this type of thing happening over and over and over again. And I've just been sitting back, not doing anything, but but um, keeping to myself and doing what I'm supposed to do to stay alive. But I just feel like I have to do something. And so when when your son says that one day, when he gets older. And he he feels like he wants to do something to help send a message to the masses that are still oppressing us as black people, as people of color, as minorities. Mm-hmm. What would that conversation look like between you and your son? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, I know it is is something to think about. Mm. It's something to think about. I, I just think that everybody is just not on one accord. Everybody is just not on one accord when it comes to everybody's way of conveying messages. You know, it's, it, it, I know for some people that's listening to the Be Break Morning Show, the Be Break Podcast, that's listening to us right now, and they say, oh, well, you all are not out there on the front lines. Y'all ain't protesting. Y'all ain't demonstrating, da, da, da. But, but guess what? Well, I, I was at the Trayvon Martin rally in 2012. I was there. I, I was putting in work before the Trayvon Martin rally by being in the streets, helping the community. I started at a community radio station at the age of 19. And if you know anything about WRFG 89.3 FM, we've been that radio station that has helped the community a whole lot of ways than one. Yeah. Yeah, you're talking. You know, you 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 you're listening to somebody who has helped the homeless community. Mm-hmm. I I have teamed up with Chief Kamara. Shout out to Chief Kamara. I, I haven't spoken to him in a while. I met him when I was 
still getting my feet wet at WRFG, uh, helping homeless people get access to clothes. I've done that. I participated in community. I was a former member of Men of Intelligence Association. Mm-hmm. We participated in a community outreach. Shout-outs to E. Alexander Gothard, who was uh, the city councilman for East Point at the time. Shout-outs to him. Shout-outs to D. Mays. Uh, Shout-outs to Ron Glaze, my uh, organizers. They're still my friends to this very day. We were the first at, at 8.60 a.m. to do a live radio remote in East Point to get the community involved. Mm-hmm. Check the check record. Check the check record. We've done a lot in the community. One of the first internet radio stations to ever participate in community events. And that's mm-hmm. Beat Break Radio. Right. Same same entity before all these other internet radio stations, not knocking them. They're doing their thing. They're doing their hustle. Congratulations to all of them. But we were the first. We were the first to ever be out in the community participating in community events. Check the check the record. We had a police officer speak to the community at one of the community outreach events that Beat Break Radio was a part of when we did our live radio remote. Uh, Beat Break yeah. has been done a, has done a lot of stuff over the years, man, and and it's- and not, and not one, people. not even one time we ever told you guys to go out and kill an officer. Nope. Yeah. Nope. nope. Not one time. The, the thing about it is, um, I don't know how certain areas, well, I'm going to just say the whole areas, whole areas. When all this demonstration has happened over the weekend in in Atlanta, um, it's it's hard to to swallow because for me, I'm, I can't talk about you know how Sean Garvey's feeling or or, or or any anybody else's feeling, but it's hard to swallow this because why destroy? In a city that has nothing to do with it. That's what I can't I can't get that in my head. You could be mad with the police organization, man. It's it's just just it's so fresh because you know it's only happened um a, a day or two ago. And it's it's just mind blowing. Why? Yeah. That's that's it, you know. It's like how the person coming up to me asked me why, you know, or, or, or luckily this didn't happen in the, in uh, even though we didn't really touched this about what happened in New York City, you know, a bird watcher happened to be black was telling yeah. a bystander to to follow the rules by putting the leash on your dog, and she feels threatened from a black person telling her to follow the rules and she wants to call the police <laughs> saying I'm being threatened by a black male. So it's like she's throwing the 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 card out there like oh as soon as a black male does something oh he ought to get arrested. 
<laughs> just because he's a black male. Yeah. You know, and I'm not I'm not saying any names. Um, nobody knows what I do per se and whatnot. But uh, one of my managers, um, he's not, um, I mean, he's not racist or anything to to my knowledge. But some folks really, and I'm talking about Caucasian. If you are not affiliated with blacks outside of work and whatnot, you really don't know how to have a conversation with them. And and I, I experienced that um, back in December with him doing a, doing a, um, an event. Some folks are still blinded. I'm talking about white folks are still blinded on how black people act. They've seen them act, but um, uh, going with them on events and stuff, they really don't know. And I'm like, dang, you 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 that much out of out of context of what's going on? Oh man, yeah. <sighs> yeah. I I just hate when people keep saying we got so far to go. I hate it. I I, I mean, I don't hate it to the extent where I want to slap somebody, but I just hate that we have to keep saying that when we. <laughs> You know, when we came so far, when we when we came so far from the '60s and the '70s, I, I know, I know, ladies and gentlemen, I know the struggle ain't over. I know we can't get into that comfortable state of mind. But I, I was asking a friend before we started the podcast, the morning show, what's next after this protest? Because what I'm what what I saw over the weekend, car fires, people looting, happening here in Atlanta. Uh, bottles being thrown, people getting arrested. I've seen that same scenario happen the same week those two murders happened. Those two guys in St. Louis, Missouri, and in Minneapolis. Was it Minneapolis? Um, the other guy that got shot in the car? By a police officer with his girl in the in the passenger seat and the baby in the back. Yep. Yeah. Or was that in Saint Paul? Saint Paul. I, 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 I gotta I gotta Google it. I gotta Google it. Yeah, because I can't remember. I just know that he was sitting in the car in the passenger seat. He was not even the driver. Okay, he was not the driver. Um, and he did say he has he has permit for a weapon. He said that. He said all of that. Yeah. Um. And and his girlfriend was recording this on Facebook Live. Of what's what was going on currently? Now how you now? Here's the thing that one of the shots that that are always going to be in my mind forever. If you shot somebody. In a car, and you don't see him; his arms moving. There was a shot um, of a um, when I say a shot, there was a actual pit, um, vision that the guy not only got shot, but the cop kept his gun towards him, 
as the woman is still recording what was going on. Man's already shot. He's not moving. The cop still has his um, uh, gun drawn to him and whatnot. And I'm like, where's the threat that your life is in danger after you already shot the person? The threat, the threat came from the fact that the guy said that I have a gun in the glove department. That's where the threat came to the officer. Even though he didn't go to the glove compartment to get it, he just letting you know it's there. And not only saying he's there, I have a a, a permit to have it. So he's not having, you know, how some lot of folks do and the ones that do it on IG, they more likely have guns that they do they do not have permits to own in the first place. They got it on on on, uh, on the black market and whatnot. Yeah, you know. So, so even when you're following the rules to own a, a weapon that can kill folks, you still put them as a threat, thinking that your life is in danger. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you try to follow the rules. That's what gets people upset too. Is when you try to follow the rules, you still get killed anyway right so, so what's the use what's the point yeah and what yeah uh, for those who are just tuning in to the beat break morning show the beat break beat break podcast we're catching up on the latest stories that happened over the weekend especially the protest demonstration that turned into somewhat of a riot in downtown atlanta in response to the death of george Floyd in Minneapolis, Minnesota, as well as the arrest of the police officer who kneeled him to death. Uh, a lot of stuff happened. A lot of stuff went down in downtown Atlanta. I'm looking back at the video footage footage on YouTube uh, where a lot of stuff went down. Car fires, looting, people throwing bottles, uh, people getting arrested. It was several people that got arrested during the protests. Uh, you, we also saw video footage of T.I., uh, celebrities like Tip, Killer Mike, even our own mayor in Atlanta, Keisha Lance Bottoms, who's been very vocal about it, and right. a few other people, yeah. uh, even my co-worker, <laughs> Derek Bozeman from WAOK. Uh, he was one of the many people that did the uh, press conference just to kind of like tell people to calm down, relax. I understand what you guys are doing, but let's also have an agenda. Right. Let's have an agenda. I like that. Yeah. Have an agenda. They, I like that. That's yeah. that's the key thing I can see now. Have an agenda. Why? Why destroy? But you you have no agenda. Your 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 vocal point. And and I see. Okay. Now I now here's what's coming to my mind. What? Like you said, what should have has happened in Brunswick as an example. Why are you using Atlanta? Yeah, because you were, you said that earlier. You know, why? Where was that energy down in Brunswick? Okay, but you ain't do that in Brunswick. But weeks later, weeks later, you do it in Atlanta because of what happened in Minneapolis. Mm. Yeah. 
So, so, yeah. So what happened? What happened to that energy down there? You know, because you know they would have had because they know that that the police force is definitely three times smaller down in in uh um, Brunswick in, in Brunswick yeah. and whatnot. So they would have had you know the martial law coming down there. You know the. Uh, so I can see that happening down there and whatnot. But you know what's so funny? Like these events are happening outside of the CNN Center in Atlanta. I even saw pictures of protesters standing on top of the CNN letters, which is so crazy. And it's very interesting to see those images around the same time that a CNN news reporter (laughs) and his crew members that were out there on the front lines out there in the trenches in Minneapolis, same area where the guy George got kneeled to death, he gets arrested, his crew members get arrested, released in X amount of hours, and we had to see that live on television. So I'm, I'm like, and it was so funny, it, it's so interesting, Roland. I was telling a, a coworker of mine earlier today, and I asked him, if there was a Fox News reporter that was down there covering the story or helping to cover the story, would he or she have gotten arrested? Would a Fox News reporter have gotten the same treatment as a CNN news reporter? Hmm. I don't know. I don't um, know. I mean, I think I think the easy answer would be no, Roland. I think the easy answer would be no. No, no, it's, I'm not saying, I'm, I am saying no, but I'm thinking like, here's my thing of new, uh, the news media. You know, why will they get arrested for their job? They're not protesting or anything. They are doing their job to, to, to put the information out there nationally and possibly internationally. Fox is national news. CNN is national news. So they're doing their job. They're getting close to the event, luckily. (laughs) So what laws are being broken? So that's my thing. That's my thing. What's the point of 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 um of arresting reporters when they're doing their job. Yeah. I've never That's seen that. I've never seen that before. I've seen videos where police officers would tell the news reporter or the news reporters, stand back, don't come any closer, stand back, stand back. Go this mm-hmm. way, go that way. But to see a news reporter arrested on television for the very first time, mm-hmm. a CNN news reporter and, and, on, and on top, and on top of that, rolling a black CNN news reporter. I think yeah. I think I, I, I think somebody. I'm sorry, Republicans. Uh, some I do have some. I do have a few Republican friends. I'm sorry. Same here. Same here. <laughs> but I think somebody. I think some people in your party set that up. I think somebody in your I party set that up. I wouldn't say they set it up. It's it's a way of um, it's. I wouldn't say the word set it up. They 
embraced it. I would have to say that. They embraced it in their minds about it. Of, of how to act with you're not the same minded folks. That's what's the problem. If you're not, it's like it's, uh, 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 I ain't going to go too deep into it, but between Democrats and Republicans, Republicans want you to be same-minded with them to have their particular goal accomplished. Democrats don't need you to have the same mindset. I just want you to understand the mindset because that's how I look at it. Republicans have want to have everybody on one accord to make sure they think in the same way. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, but it's it's no time. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're not going to always agree on everything. Republican, right. Democrat, Christian, Muslim, uh, right. whatever your political belief is whatever your religious belief system is we're not going to agree on everything we just want to live in a world where we are treated equally we are treated equally we get the fair treatment we we that's all we ask for is is fairness mm -hmm. the, you know this this guy kneeled to death he didn't go through no due process. He he didn't even go to jail. He didn't get booked. He probably wasn't. This? He probably wasn't did asked he, any he questions. Make it into the police car. Did he, he didn't, make it? He didn't make it to the. Yeah, exactly. He didn't make it to the police car. You're right. They just put the handcuffs on him. They they claimed that he was resisting arrest. I didn't see that he was resisting arrest that's what gets me it's like how can you keep saying he's resisting arrest he's resisting apparently he's in handcuffs he can't go nowhere right <laughs> he can't go nowhere he's in handcuffs right next thing you know he's on the ground he's saying i can't breathe i can't breathe the same words that eric gardner said right till he died but he was in a chokehold he was in a chokehold yeah. for that. I don't even think he even had handcuffs yet. He was in a chokehold to con to contain him to put handcuffs on. Mm. But before they could do that, he was already down. He said couldn't breathe. And I think that's when he had to call the EMS and whatnot. Yeah. <sighs> I mean... I don't know what else to say, Roland. I, I don't know yeah. what else to say, man. Um, like I said, this these video footages and images that I'm looking at right now, they are not going to go away. And, and these are one of those images that we're going to always remember, look back and see and, and say to ourselves, this is a result of what could have been avoided. If the police have just not stepped out of line, mm. you know, um, but 
But like like we keep saying over and over and over again, the same energy in Minneapolis needs to be in the same <laughs> need to be the same energy in Brunswick. Because I'm gonna tell you something, and I'm gonna put a bow on this. I'm gonna tell you guys something. White police officers are not scared to go into the hood. They are not scared to go into the hood. They are not scared to go into black neighborhoods and black communities. They are not. Us as black people, yeah, yeah we, we live, we will live in white neighborhoods and take over and, and live in this and live in their area and what have you. Mm -hmm. Then when something goes down, yeah, we'll march or whatever. But then after that, we go back to our city and trash it. Instead of instead of instead of not making that place in those neighborhoods an example. Mm. Man, it's, it's I it's it's just a loss of words, man. It's just a loss of words. Yeah. Um one day at a time. Like people ask like, how you doing one day at a time? Is yeah. this this will shall pa- this shall pass just like the COVID will? <laughs> We're but, dealing with two man, pandemics. I mean, yeah, man. This God, is, yeah, it's yeah. It, it's just it just hurts more because it's like you know just across the street. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that you that, that yeah that, you you live down the street from where the scene has taken place. A lot of the scenes are taking place. That's all I'm like, yeah. Mm. Woo, boy. Man. Wow. And anybody come up to me and ask me, hey, Sean, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm just trying to make it home safe every night. Mm, That's what mm, mm. what my response would be. Yeah. Stay woke, people. Stay woke. Man. All right, man. Uh, it's the Beat Break Morning Show, the Beat Break Podcast. Man, we got to digest all of this. Uh, we got more stuff coming up right here on the Beat Break Morning Show uh, via Zoom meeting. DJ Rollum. Oh, also, before we close out the show later on today, DJ Rollum got a little something, something he's going to do. He's going to. Um, be in the uh, studio in just a few moments. We're going to get him off of the Zoom and have him actually in the studio to a to do a dedication. A dedication mix to one of the best that done it. And we, we didn't have time in the last podcast, Roland, to uh, acknowledge him. You know, right. uh, we always say we got to give people their roses when they are alive. And we got to do more of that, especially in the new season coming up. But mm-hmm. the person that I am referring to is Andre Harrell. And from my understanding, Roland, there's supposed to be a uh, a biopic on Andre Harrell coming soon to, I think it's either VH1 or BET. I want to say BET. Probably so, BET, yeah. Yeah. Amen. Uh, rest in peace to Andre Harrell. He uh, discovered a lot of great talent. When you think of Diddy, you think of Andre Harrell. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, when you think of Heavy D and the boys, you think of Andre Harrell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you think of Soul For Real, you think of Andre Harrell. Mary J. Yeah. Mary J. Mary J. Blige. And the list goes on and on and on. Um, but mm-hmm. we got the DJ Rollon <laughs> caffeine and injury energy drink mix dedication to Andre Harrell coming up later on in the program. And uh, this entire show has been more like you may be a racist and you don't even know it. Man, <laughs> this, <laughs> this entire oh, show has been more like a you may be a racist and you don't even know it. Man, you did that right. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, y'all. Stay woke. The Beat Break Morning Show, the Beat Break Podcast. Y'all keep it live. Hi, I'm Melissa Summers, and this is Beat Break Radio. Don't miss it. Yay! (laughs) You're you're listening to the Beat Break Podcast. Remember, anything can happen today. On the Thinking Out Loud Network. Check out out the Thinking Out Loud Network. At thinkingoutloudnetwork.com.